Canelo Alvarez versus Danny Jacobs. Post-fight thoughts. Dun-dun-dun! Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter, at FightJunkie.com. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, basically anywhere you can find a podcast, I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash FightJunkie2006. Canelo defeats Jacobs, UD. I think the scorecards were 16-12 and 15-13 twice. I personally only gave Jacobs three rounds. I won't argue with four rounds, but the absurdity that I heard around these commentators on social media during and after the fight was absolutely ridiculous. Everything from a draw to... Jacob 7-5. I mean, seriously, guys. I personally believe this all stems back to there's a lot of people with a lot of hate in their hearts for Canelo because of his two fights with Triple G. They don't think he deserved the draw. The outrage over the draw was ridiculous. I was one of the very few that said I thought 14-14 was a correct call. I broke it all down. If you guys want to know why, there's plenty of... Uh, videos on my channel you can listen to it i did a breakdown after that fight and then they fight again and i i have canelo winning clear but a close fight and the world's gonna stop again and everybody goes bonkers there was biasness already from the first fight there was nothing canelo was gonna do listen in the first fight everybody criticized him for running and the second fight he beats triple g in his own style and people said he still didn't win. It was nothing he was going to do that was going to satisfy those people. And that is being carried over into this fight. For you to score this fight, 7-5 Jacobs, your opinion doesn't even matter to me. Because you are not being honest. There is no way in hell Danny Jacobs won the fight. And he sure as hell didn't win at 7-5. You are looking for every single possible instant in the fight to give him that round. And there is no place for that, especially in betting. Now, do we all have favorite fighters, favorite styles, favorite teams? Of course. But as a professional or somebody who's even doing this as a hobby... If you want to win consistently, you have to detach yourself. I talk to you guys about this all the time. You cannot be emotional. If you are, you are going to lose your ass. The books don't care about your one bet. They want to take your ass nine times out of ten. The pros, regardless of who they like or what their style or who their favorite fighter is, generally have the ability to detach themselves from that and analyze the matchup and only the matchup now if you're not betting of course you can root for a certain fighter and sometimes you'll throw a throwaway bet on a fighter and go oh i just hope he went something like that that's totally fine totally fine there's a couple fights you can do that here and there but you're not doing that for your career your betting career you're not doing that for the consistency to beat the books because you lose the books love emotional people why do you think people have their teams especially when you see in the league teams that's my team they bet their team every single weekend 
no matter who they're playing. The books love people like that. If you don't believe biasness exists, and not only exists, but people actually take cheddar out of their pocket and throw it down due to their biasness, let me take you back for a second. There were people out there legitimately saying Conor McGregor was going to beat Floyd Mayweather in a boxing match. Do you guys remember the line on Floyd Mayweather? It was absurdly low. It's stunning to me how people buy into the hype, how people people buy into the propaganda, how people bought into their hate for Money Mayweather, which is his persona, which is more how he acts now than when he did. In the beginning, it was more an act, but he's been so caught up in it now, I truly believe that, it, that he's morphed into that style. But originally, that's, that uh, persona was created because he couldn't sell shit. He couldn't sell out a 5,000-seat arena with Bob Arum in top rank. As soon as he started being the bad boy, and after right around that De La Hoya fight is where he started making all of his money in his whole career. Based off what? Hate. People hated him. They paid tickets to go see him and watch him lose. They, they uh, put down money on his opponents in the hope that he would lose. The books love that. You're emotional. Nobody was sitting there breaking down the style other than the professionals, the people that do this and understand this. Nobody was sitting down break. oh, I can't stand Mayweather. I hope X fighter beats him. That's all they needed. And now you're seeing this with Canelo, and I believe you're going to continue to see it. You're going to hear the same shit, no matter who he fights. Rocky Fielding, oh, that guy's a bum. Canelo's just running from Triple G. Fights Danny Jacobs, who I think most people would consider him good, even though I didn't think he would win, even though I thought it was a long shot that he would be able to win. If he could, it would probably have to be on the cards. I still gave him credit for being skillful. In fact, I gave him credit for uh, improving because had he not improved since like his losses to Pirog, I would have said Canelo was going to knock him out for sure, 100%. And you can listen to the pre-fight podcast if you're listening to this on YouTube. Icon, upper right corner, click it. I'll link back to it. Everything I tell you is already out there. I don't come on after the after the fact and spew some bullshit. I say it ahead of time. And not only that, I give you guys both sides, right? Why do I do that? One, because that's the correct way to uh, analyze a fight. It's the correct way to break it down. Because I'm not just slobbering all over Canelo because going in, do you have a guy you think is going to win? Yeah. And then you start doing the analysis to see if it confirms what you thought. My original instinct is Canelo's going to win this fight. Then you start digging into it. Was my original analysis correct? Was it as correct as I thought it was? Maybe it's still correct, but I'm not as confident. Maybe it's totally wrong, and now I'm like, wait a minute. I got to dig even deeper because I saw some things that I missed off the, you know, my first instinct. That's why I'm able to give it to you both ways. And not only that, but I don't know who you're betting. I don't know who you like. So I'm hoping you find a nugget either way. If you liked Danny, I said, well, this is a tough ask. If he's going to win, he's going to have to win on the cards because Canelo's got very underrated defense. He's got a great chin. You saw that in the ninth round. He didn't even move. And so Danny's going to have to do this, this, and this to be able to get the win. Same thing on Canelo. Canelo has these strengths. Sometimes he does this. Sometimes he does that. 
This is how I think he takes advantage of this and this fight against Danny. Blah, 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 blah. You can't do that if you're not honest. You can't do that if you're emotional. You're not going to win consistently. And that's what fears the books the most. Ask anybody, especially not only in Vegas, but ridiculous online. Anybody who's been in this game for a while and wins consistently, ask them. Ask them what happens when you win consistently on an online book. The same thing that happens here, but here in Vegas, you get a little more, yeah, there's a little more tips and tricks and things that you can do to skirt some of the restrictions they put on you. Online, it's very, very difficult. Consistency is what scares the books. Because we're not talking about huge whales, right? Whales whales are people that bet lots of money on, on a fight or lots of money on a sporting event. And depending on the books now, like even the, the limits in Vegas are nowhere near what they used to be. So unless you are a whale VIP and you're getting special approval, you have to do it other ways. And I'm not going to get into that because I'm not going to ruin anybody's game about how they play the system here. But there are ways that you can do stuff. So it's not the one bet. It's not the two bets. It's not the three bets. It's the consistency of the bets over the course of the month, the weeks, the years, whatever the case is, where you're continuously winning more often than you're losing. That consistency in anything. Look at Blackjack, man. People that come in there that are able to consistently kick their asses, they ban them. Vegas and books and betting and gambling, they do not like consistency. And sports betting, specifically combat sports, because that's what we talk about here. If you know what you're doing, if you take your time, if you're detached and non-emotional, then there is an opportunity there for you to consistently win more than you lose. And again, full disclosure, like I always say, I'm not perfect. I don't win them all. Nobody is. If they tell you there are. They're bullshit. Nobody is perfect. Everybody loses. Sometimes legitimately you you lose. Sometimes it's a bullshit call and you lose. Either way, the fact is you still lose. But if you're already handicapping yourself going in, you're going to have a very, very difficult time being consistent. Now, there's a lot of loud mouths on social media that just talk smack. I don't even know if they follow boxing. If it's just a trendy thing to do to say, Canelo will get a gift decision no matter who he fights. And I'm just talking about Canelo now. They do it across the board. You guys see that. I'm just talking about Canelo now because the fight just happened. But I know for a fact there are people out there who bet and talk that kind of smack. Who who go in handicapping themselves and betting simply because they're emotional. And so hopefully if any of you guys are new to the betting, you don't do that. Hopefully if you are doing that, you stop it. And even if that's a case where if you're so emotional that you can't detach yourself, then don't bet. It's okay. Let that fight go and just root. There'll be another one. You can just cheer. You can just cheer for your favorite team or your favorite fighter. There'll be another fight the next weekend or the next weekend or the next weekend or maybe every single weekend if we're talking about the UFC. You'll be able to get your action in. But to go in already handicapped is a terrible, terrible game plan. It's a terrible way to to try to think that you're going to be able to accomplish anything over the course of the long haul. And that's what everybody should be looking to do. Even if, like I said, even if you're a hobbyist, you should be looking to win long haul, right? If it's pocket change or if it's life changing money, you don't just want to hit it and quit it. 
You don't want it one and done. You you want to be popping it off every single time as much as you can. Eight out of ten, nine out of ten, seven out of ten, and then when you get into, involved in odds and stuff, it gets complicated because sometimes you don't. You can be five and five and still make money depending on what you hit. But overall, you're trying to win more often than you're not. And that's due to consistency. And that's what scares the books. And that's what benefits you. And to do that, you have to be honest. You have to look at things in a legitimate way the best you can. That doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. That doesn't mean that everybody carries some type of biasness, like I said, towards a certain fighter, a certain style or whatever. Yes, it creeps into all of us. But I'm saying when it's so overwhelming like that, you, you got, you've got to be able to detach yourself or you're just asking for trouble. So the fact that people could make a case for Danny Jacobs winning this fight, they were making the case that he was going to get totally jabbed before the fight even started. So nobody can really be surprised that after the fight, they're saying he won the fight. Four rounds, guys. That's being generous in my opinion. I really believe he won three rounds. Four rounds, I won't argue with you. When you're starting to talk about five and six rounds, you have a problem with that. Because even the rounds that you're going to try to skew to give to Danny Jacobs are rounds he just did better than what he did in the early rounds. It doesn't mean that he won that round. It means, wow, he doesn't look so pathetic anymore. And let's be honest, it was a mismatch through that first half of the fight. He did nothing. Zero. Zip. Nada. So you're already looking at six or seven rounds down and then all of a sudden he's sweeping. Canelo's doing nothing. Canelo's doing nothing from 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. He's just, just standing there getting bombarded by Danny. Danny's just dominating him, running him all over the place. No. What was he doing? He was letting his hands go a little bit more. He was pinning Canelo against the ropes and doing the shoe shine. Canelo was still there. He was still throwing. He was still landing body shots. He was still had good head movement. He still had good chin, still good defense. Every, all, all the same things he had in the first, first half of the fight. It's just he let his foot off the gas. Happens. It's very difficult to fight the way he did for the first seven rounds, you know, on the last back half of it. Very difficult. There's ebb and flows. And he dominated those early rounds. So, of course, at some point, and not only that, but there's been questions about Canelo's stamina since forever. He does tend to slow down a little bit. Now, in the Triple G fight, he came back in the 12th round and won it, and I think he came back in the 12th round and won this round as well. And yet, there'll be, there'll be people that tell you that Jacobs won the last round as well. Why? Because they're searching, they're seeking. I don't have to search and seek because Canelo won the fight. I could have just sat here right now and said, yeah, I gave it to him just like the judges did. He won. Close fight. Good fight. Go cash Canelo ticket. I try to be as honest as possible. So when I think it's a bullshit score one way or the other, I'm going to tell you. I didn't think 14-14 in the first Triple G fight was bullshit. I didn't think the Canelo scores in the second Triple G fight were bullshit. And I thought the the cards uh, in the Danny Jacobs fight were too close. So I'm going to tell you either way, even though the guy won, Canelo won in the, in the second Triple G fight, I picked him in the first fight, I picked him in the second fight, and I picked him tonight. Even though he's won two out of those three and one being a draw, the fact of the matter is I thought the fight was too close. So I'm going to say I thought the fight was too close. But I have the winning guy. 
So why am I doing that? Why don't I just save myself grief and be like, oh, yeah, I thought Canelo won a close fight because I try to tell you guys legit what I think. And I just think that the the two scorecards were too close. I just don't think that the fight that I watched was that close. I saw some people giving like an eight to four Canelo. And like I said, I can't argue with that. I think that's a totally fair scorecard. I think that's an objective person looking at it seeing it as I saw it and seeing where Jacobs was able to eke out rounds. They were nothing spectacular. They were nothing super duper impressive. It was just, he did a little bit better than what he did in the early rounds. Canelo took his foot off the gas, opened up the door, allowed Danny Jacobs to get off some punches. He basically outworked him in those rounds, landed some good shots here and there, but overall he just outworked him. Just enough in those rounds that I thought, well, he did a little bit more than Canelo in this round, so I gave him the round. Three to me, four is no problem. But the bigger picture is you're going to have people like this. So be very careful who you follow and who you listen to. Like If they're giving you analysis or you value their opinion, make sure they know what the hell they're talking about. Not just in the picks, because everybody gets picks wrong, and I'm sure even doofuses get lucky here and there. But in the way they break it down to you, the reasoning why. Because I can give you a reasoning why and be totally wrong. But at least I'm being honest about the analysis, about how I've broken it down. That doesn't mean it's going to play out perfectly. Sometimes fighters are injured. Sometimes fighters don't fight the, the way they normally do, how you capped it. Sometimes they have personal things going on. Sometimes you get shady judges or referees or officials or locations. I mean, there's a million things that can throw a monkey wrench into it. But as you get more experienced, you should be able to tell the people that are not full of bullshit and are able to give you the best opportunity to make money, to give you the best analysis. That's an honest analysis. It doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. It doesn't mean you're going to cash. But it's an honest analysis. And that's what you're looking for, not just in me, in anything. Like I said, I do combat sports. That's the other thing that bothers me about the betting community is the people that somehow, some way are experts in every single freaking sport on the face of the earth. I tweeted that out a while ago. It's stunning to me. It doesn't matter if it's monkey wrestling, camel racing, tennis, bowling, race car driving, combat sports, NFL, NBA, MLB, I mean, it doesn't, it, if you're watching dirt grow, I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. There's an expert. And a lot of times it's the same guy. This guy's an expert in 450 freaking sports across the globe. How is that even possible? I don't barely have enough time to do the two, UFC and boxing. And I notice I said UFC, not MMA. Because then you're talking about all these sub-organizations and even like Bellator. Jesus, man. Bellator, the UFC, and boxing alone. And this is what I do. So how is a damn dude that works a day job from 9 to 5 suddenly an expert in every single sport that's ever been created? It's ridiculous. There's a ton of pretenders out there. And I'm not saying I'm the best of the best of the best by any means. All I'm saying is I try to give you guys honest analysis. Not perfect analysis because that's never going to happen. Just honest analysis. 
And the reason I do that and the reason I harp on it is because hopefully as you go forward, you're when you are breaking down the fight yourself, listen, you can take all my information, use it. Hopefully there's a nugget or two. But when you're looking at the fights and you're breaking it down and you put one of those nuggets that you got from me into your formula and you look at it and maybe that was something that you didn't look at and you go, oh, yeah, Fight Junkie said this. Let me look at that. Oh, it turns out that's true or whatever. If you agree with it or no, I don't agree with that and discount it. That's fine, too. But it gives you the tools to be able to honestly look at what your process is. So when you're capping and you're trying to get that consistency, so you're looking at this like, okay, what what fighter do I like going in? Okay, what are the dangers here? How does this fighter win? How does that fighter win? You're looking at it honestly instead of coming in like, well, Jacobs can't possibly win. Canelo's got this locked up. I think I'm going to bet on Danny. That's true. That happens. That really happens. They're like, man, I can't stand Canelo. I absolutely cannot stand that dude. He got a freaking gift against Triple G the first fight. They robbed Triple G in the second fight. I am betting Danny Jacobs. I hope Jacobs kicks his ass. In fact, I'm betting Danny Jacobs by knockout. I can't wait to see Canelo flopping around on the ring mat like a fish. You may as well take your money and flush it down the toilet. That's the type of stuff that I'm hoping that you guys avoid. I know everybody who's listening to this who are already established and you guys know who you are. I'm not talking to you guys at all. You guys know what you're doing. And you guys put out a lot of good information yourselves and you help a lot of people, myself including. And I enjoy the conversations and the back and forth. And like I said, we don't always agree, but it's an honesty about it. There's a truthfulness about it. There's a camaraderie about it because you real recognizes real and you understand that you're not trying to fleece anybody. You're not trying to puff up your chest and beat it like, oh, we're the best thing that's ever lived and nobody can touch us and we're perfect. And there are people like that in this community. There are people like that in this community that they simply cannot lose. Absolutely cannot lose. And everything is about them. Very narcissistic. The reason I do these podcasts isn't for me. I'm already doing the analysis, right? The podcast is for you guys. The podcast is to connect with like-minded people. The podcast isn't for me to go, Yep, guys, I'm the best. Canelo won. I mean, you really should be paying me $599 a day because where are you going to get this information from? Like, I am a god. I am a betting god. Bow down to your betting god because nobody can. I mean, seriously, right? And then the next week I'll probably lose. So that's not what this is about. It's really to connect people and educate people who may be just getting into the game or thinking about getting into the game or that are in the game, but still learning and and even the old pros even myself and some of that we're always still learning and like your capping can always get better and sometimes your analysis is flawed for whatever reason that's why i was talking about those those quote-unquote experts that can do 750 sports where i'm sitting over here if i don't put enough time into a fight if i slack you know you don't have enough time you don't have enough sleep whatever the hell is going on nine times out of ten you'll see it you'll pay the price sometimes literally out of your pocket you'll pay the price 
But other times you're like, whoa, I got lucky there. I was off. How did I miss that? You're always still learning. So even if you understand breaking styles down, even if you understand all the betting terms and terminology and the tips and tricks and all of this, there you can always refine your process. You can always try to find things that make your process better, smoother, run smoother, more time efficient, things like that. And that helps your return on your investment overall, because hopefully if you're doing it right, you're consistently winning. And then, of course, I don't mind the questions and helping out and helping other people out to get them on the right path as well. But there's not very many people like that. The core group of people that I communicate with, I would say they're like that more more than anybody else I've ever met in the in the combat sports betting, because there is a lot of blowhards out there. And it's the same thing, like just like we're talking about how you're handicapping yourself if you're emotional going in. The reason I I don't really deal with that stuff about, you know, a pissing contest is because it benefits nobody. It truly is a narcissistic act to be like, I'm a better capper than you. I'm a better, better than you. I'm a better this than you. I have more than this than you. You don't have this and blah, 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 blah. Because like I've said in other podcasts, everybody's definition of success is different. So if you're a hobbyist and that extra money is for your vacation once a year and you're able to do that, then you consider yourself a success. Like, man, I won three grand this year and I'm able to take my family on vacation. Well, somebody who's a pro better would be like, I can't live off $3,000 a year. You see, that's why I don't like those comparisons because you have those people, oh, I'm the best ever. Uh, UFC fighters come to me to break down fights and analysis and blah, 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 blah. Nobody cares, dude. Nobody cares, man. If you want to put out information, put out information that you have value with that are going to help people or, you know, you're going to be genuine about it. And that's what I try to do. So when you're looking at people and you're following people and you're listening to people, just look for that. Make sure they're genuine. That doesn't mean that they have to give it to you for free. Don't get it twisted. I've never I've never dogged anybody for the you know the idea that they need to be paid for their time cuz this is time consuming. I'm sitting here what am I in? Almost 30 minutes in when you know other people may not have that time to sit here for 30 minutes. If they do it's taken away from something else. So they need to be paid for their time. That's generally across any industry anywhere. We're kind of spoiled on social media and the internet that we think we can get just information for free consistently forever across any subject because it's out there like like that right now. But eventually that may change. Eventually you may see like how people are talking about the zone and subscription model and um, ESPN plus subscription model and like YouTube original content that was subscription. I heard that's going free with ads. But any of this stuff like people may start eventually charging for this type of information that we've been used to getting for free but you're just you're just looking for legitimate people that are going to try to lead you down the best best path as possible and teach you the best uh the best tips and tricks and ways to and analyze what you're looking at so that way going forward you can kind of take the reins and then hopefully it's like a snowball effect. Then you help somebody and you help somebody because this is a very niche sport. And one of the guys on social media made a very astute, uh, astute tweet was that, you know, these line movements a lot of times are coming from a handful of people. So when you see the, especially online, like online is different. Like you see these huge uh, online drops and a lot of times that can be chump change guys. And when I say chump change, I'm talking like, 
compared to like casinos that's chump change with the lines move online because they are very very risk adverse now granted the casinos here in vegas are a lot more risk adverse than what they used to be but online it's not even comparable man if you have a better that's consistently kicking their ass they will or they think that they know their shit they will for sure adjust lines when that person bets for sure there's a there's a lot i could go into about how books how books uh, analyze and scout people and information and watch. And I mean, they're not stupid. Like they, they do their research. So to beat them consistently, you need to do your research. And there is no room for emotional attachment in this game. You can doubt me if you want, but I am telling you, put it to the test. If you doubt what I'm saying, you put it to the test and you just bet. Fighters, I'm not going to say teams because we're talking combat sports, but you just bet fighters that you like or bet against fighters that you dislike. Do it. Don't just do it once. Do it over the course of time. Take your entire say. Okay, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't take all your money because in the end, you will lose that money. There's no doubt in my mind that you will lose that money. So you've got to make sure that if you're going to do this in any realm whatsoever, I don't care if it's the hobby better. If you're going to do this, do it right. Do it the best that you can to the best of your ability. Don't let these social media idiots, I don't care if they have a blue check mark next to their name or not, don't let them influence you. Make sure if you're seeking out people, you're seeking people that do this, that have done this, that are honest. Don't don't follow the beat the chest and, you know, I'm the greatest forever and you know, nobody, I never lose. And that's bullshit. Follow the, most of those guys I'm talking about are low key. So they're not going to be easy to find, to be honest with you. Most of them are low key. The people that have a lot of knowledge aren't the ones out there flapping their gums the most. It's kind of the same thing that you see with successful people, right? Because the people that know this game and do this game, they're working. They're grinding, man. They got the time to sit there and flap their gums about how great they are. They cash your ticket, and guess what? They're on to the next fight right now. I'm behind them. I'm 30 minutes behind them, maybe 45 or an hour, because I'm over here talking to you, and they're grinding. That's what they do. Now, are they on social media? Of course. Do they tweet and do they? Of course. Are they a valuable resource? Of course. But it's a pun. It, it's really basically on you to figure out who is real, and that may take some time. But when you're talking about your coin coming out of your pocket, be very, very careful. It's the same thing with me. Listen, you can listen to me, and I don't tell you to take my pick. I just say I hope there's a golden nugget in there too on either side that helps you with your analysis. Because guess what? It's your money. So if I can help you win, of course, I love when we're all on the same side and we all win and we cash and we're like, yeah, dude, you're great. No, you're great. No, you're the best. No, you're the best. And then we start it all over again. But guess what? When I lose, I'm not mad that this person won or that person won. I'm happy for them. Why wouldn't I be? Their win doesn't make my, it doesn't, you know, their win didn't subtract from my loss, right? Like they won, they did their analysis better than I did whatever happened they were better in that instant than I was and they deserve for the payoff now it's always nice when we're all on the same page but that's not how real world works so a lot of times we are on opposite sides and that's okay too because guess what 
if you're being honest with yourself, if you're trying to improve, remember we talked about everybody can always improve. You're going to go look at that situation and how it unfolded and ask yourself, did I miss cap? Was it a bad beat? Because bad beats do happen. But remember, we're going off the premise that you're honest. We're going off the premise that you're trying to be truthful. So if you're trying to be honest and truthful with yourself, you'll know if it was a bad beat or not. If it's a bad beat, it's a bad beat. You chalk it up to a bad beat and you move on. There's nothing you can do about bad beats. It happens. But if it was a miscue on your part, if you missed something or maybe you ignored something or maybe you just didn't do your hard work, right? We were talking about your slacking, right? If you know, if you can identify what the problem was, then hopefully going forward, you can correct that. And then that's going to make your capping better, which hopefully makes your consistency better, which hopefully earns you more money over the long haul. So that's what I'm talking about. And there's there's more people than just me out there. I do appreciate everybody that listens to me. It's kind of stunning to me that you guys would listen to me for half an hour, just ramble on about betting and fights, in my opinion. But I think it's awesome. And I, I do everything I can to help you guys, of course. Like I said, you can always hit me up on Twitter or leave comments. I always try to get back to you guys. But, but in the end, just do your due diligence. And that's with me too. Every single week, or every single weekend or however many podcasts I put out when I'm talking about the fights, just listen to it and see if there's anything that you can apply to your to your analysis of that specific fight. So in the Canelo Jacobs fight, if you go back and you listen to that, uh, did you find a nugget in there? Did, was there anything that helped you in your analysis? If there was, then perfect. That's what I'm here for. Even if it was on the Jacobs side. Even if it was, man, Jacobs has no chance to win, right? And you listen to me on the podcast and then you go, well, Fight Junkie said this. Let me see. Let me go look at this and see if I could possibly see Jacobs doing this, right? And you could do that on the flip side. Like, oh, he makes this mistake. Wow, I didn't know he made that mistake. Let me see if he actually makes that mistake, right? That That's what you're supposed because that's going to make you better. That's going to make you better. And in the end, like I said, it's your life. It's your money. It's your dreams. It's your goals. It's what you want out of life. I'm just here trying to give you a nugget, shoot you some info, hopefully help you along your journey. But there's a lot of people out there who will try to take advantage of you. There's a lot of people out there that only care about themselves. And if you get stuck with those people and you follow those people and you listen to their gospel, you may find yourself in trouble. You may find yourself, you know, following people that you shouldn't be following. And and then all of a sudden you're thinking that the system is broken when really it's not the system that's broken. It's them. Like if you look at this the way I try to break it down for you guys, that's why I try to do it to show you there's two sides to every story. Because when I'm saying Canelo, Maybe one of the, another good capper, a solid proven capper, capper saying Jacobs. So when I break it down, I'm trying to show you already how somebody could make a case for Jacobs. And then how I'm making a case for Canelo. And then why I think my case is better than the case for Jacobs. Like that. So those are the people that you want to find. If, if I'm not cutting it for you or you want to add other people into your 
into your mix to try to gather as much information as possible. The only thing I would caution with that is if you're doing that, be very careful because you can get a lot of mixed signals and then it can start messing with your mind. So you hear my analysis and you hear somebody else's analysis that maybe is different, could be vastly different. Then you hear somebody else's analysis who may be in the middle or you hear somebody else's analysis who may agree with me or maybe they agreed with a vastly different guy. And now you've got all this stuff swarming in your head because remember, this takes enough time as it is to break it down legitimately, look at everything and then do it in a timely enough manner where you're waiting for props to come out and straight lines are moving and money's coming in. And so you're trying to time when you're going to get your bet in and what you're going to bet. So it's, it's not easy just doing that. So when you start adding in all these other influences, it can get a lot more difficult if you don't know what you're doing. So anyway, I just wanted to let you guys know, I appreciate the support. Uh, obviously I thought Canelo won a pretty lopsided decision i know i'll probably get heat for that as well and i'm okay with that like i said i'm just gonna try to spit the truth to you guys each and every time even when it is the guy that i picked that won, i simply thought it was a lot uh, uh a lot further away than what the judges had and more more than that it's just really like i said I was just coming in here to talk about the attitude of people because I think it's a piss poor attitude and I think that attitude holds a lot of people back and I think it's a major reason why most people are not successful betting combat sports. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will suck it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.